0: It's after midnight, and Tom Izzo is on the phone with your child. The South has all these Confederate flags, but can't seem to find a rag to put over their mouths. Some Big Ten basketball players find themselves as free agents once again. Athletes are continuing to lead the charge on justice, and we get into your Twitter questions. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves the Wolverines Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the man who is planning a player's night at Ricks in Ann Arbor, Kevin Greck. Grek, how you doing, buddy?
1: Not bad. We start at the bottom. You know, we do a it's like a beta test for the player's night, right? So where you pick somewhere, you know, low impact, somewhere that doesn't matter rick's ann arbor rick's american cafe ann arbor then you iterate from there you improve you make things better and then you go to the show ultimately the line at harper's with <laughs> 50 other <laughs> college students no masks no social distancing just one big face palm uh, oh, when, when so, you told
0: me about this plan i thought it was just some guerrilla warfare Mm. Sort of a la Town, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, LSU style, trying yeah. and, try and undercut the whole Wolverine
1: team. Oh, I've decided, can't beat them, join them. I'm just
0: going out. <laughs> I'm just going out. Mm. Of course, folks, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, if we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Follow us on the old Twitter machine, at Spartan underscore pod. And, of course, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We do sincerely appreciate seeing those, uh, those lovely reviews. Yeah, always. Uh, It's a, it's a real treasure. Um, for those who maybe are joining us for the first time, the breakdown of the show is as follows. We have a segment called the green wall where we cover some of the headlines surrounding Michigan state athletics. We then do a segment called off grand river, where we talk about some of the headlines going on in college sports throughout the nation, and of course, wrap things up with your Twitter questions. But before we get to that action, we gotta we gotta say a word about our presenting sponsor, Frazier's Pub, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, where there's no Players' Night being organized. Well, uh, I
1: mean that's the show. That's like the highest of the highs. They don't want to hear this, but that comes after Harpers. <laughs> uh, for those who uh, who have not had a chance to visit
0: Frazier's, uh, it is a wonderful, oldest sports bar in Ann Arbor. And uh, features a wonderful menu of food and, of course, a rotating tap selection that is pretty top-notch, pretty craft-heavy. Uh, and every month you can enjoy a beer of the month, which means you get a 23-ounce beer for a mere $4.99. This month, of course, it is Founders All Day IPA. Oh, oh, is that an All Day IPA you just cracked?
1: No, but for the purposes of this uh, radio spot, yes. It absolutely <laughs> was. A 24-ouncer for $4. <laughs> um,
0: all right, Kevin, let's head to the green wall here, or behind the green wall, rather.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and let's talk about the sport that leads. It's always football. It's never going to not be football. Even when it's basketball season, it's football still. Uh, this isn't really on Grand River, though. Like, I think we're talking about, for this week what's going on in college athletics. And, uh, if indeed there's even a sliver of hope that we end <laughs> up having a football season. So run down the litany of changes that happened at various, uh, at various programs across the the country this week. Run them down yeah. for me.
0: So, uh, of course, last week you heard us talk about, uh, Houston had canceled their voluntary workouts after uh, a smattering of positive COVID tests. Um, Clemson has now had 23 football players test positive for covid 19 after an initial two hmm. um, <laughs> LSU is now up to 30 of what 110 players uh, testing positive uh, I believe initially it was a much smaller number number somewhere between two to five players um, rumor is uh, apparently some of the players went out to a little place called Tiger town um, and <laughs> <laughs> which is a sort of clubbing experience. Um, Cause you know, that's what you want to do when you're supposed to be socially distancing and uh, <laughs> and doing voluntary workouts
1: after a rigorous testing procedure. Go Going to the, club. to the club is, I think we're not, I think I can use this word literally the worst thing that you could possibly do. Like dancing in a confined space with no masks on, breathing each other's stanky air is like exactly the COVID soup that you want to be avoiding. Yes, like, <laughs> I can't think of very many worse situations than that. Certainly not like mass market uh, situations. So not a good idea, guys. Uh, nope. And we should uh, pass out uh, like we should pass out news articles about Tiger Town to everyone in line at Harpers. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: right now. Uh, and
0: and last but not least is Kansas State, who has shut down their voluntary workouts for 14 days after 14 of 130 tested individuals came back positive. Um, what's interesting is at least about a, a handful, or at least LSU, Clemson, and I think maybe Houston, is that they all came in initially with low positive numbers, much like MSU. Um, And then they spiked. And I guess the question
1: is, is college kids being college kids inevitable? There's a degree to which college kids being college kids is inevitable, I think. Like, these guys are all going to hang out with one another. These guys are all going to socialize to a degree. The question is, should these institutions be open right now? Or should they... Should the fire marshals be getting involved with this? Like these are obviously public health hazards, these areas, right? I mean, is it mm-hmm. it I mean, is that fair to say? It's it, I mean, like the it. data's in. Yeah. So I I do feel for these guys, I feel for college students right now, you are about to have a pretty terrible year of college in terms of the social aspects of things that we come to take for granted and i'm sorry about that i am truly that yeah i I have all the empathy in the world for you it sucks yes however it, it doesn't just give you carte blanche to be like ah forget it then we're gonna do whatever we want like guys you've got to prove that you are smart enough to be in college like come on (laughs) come on look at the evidence look at what's going on look at what you're choosing to do this is very poor decision making going on right now and i know that everyone that age thinks that they're immortal but it's not just you you know you're spreading it around when you do these types of things so you don't exist in a bubble no one does so uh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, For- I know we're
0: talking a lot about Harper's right now, but it, it is worth noting that the four schools that we mentioned all came from places that never really took this very seriously.
1: Yeah. In fairness. So,
0: I mean, you know, Big Gretch did her thing, and I know it made a lot of people real angry. So angry they needed to show up in tactical gear to the Capitol.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: it. <laughs> it, it seems to have worked. And you look at, you know, uh, Texas, some places out West, um, Florida, certainly all having surging cases, people, Um,
1: people in places that love freedom, Jonesy. Yeah. Freedom.
0: I'm I'm a bad American. Um, but you know, I, we had sort of talked about this before we started recording, but I, I genuinely, and I think we have maybe a slight difference of uh, not necessarily opinion, but speculation on, what happens if if a state is undergoing a, a huge surge and a team has to travel there? Um, I, I do think because, you know, you'd mentioned about quarantining and limiting exposure while you're in town, possibly limiting the, you know, having a shorter stay in that stadium.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, you know, there's still officials, um, camera crews, a whole host of people that players will Inevitably, kind of interact with. Um, and some of these states may have uh, lesser restrictions on even people in attendance. Like, I, yeah. I assume that to go to Spartan Stadium, I don't know how well this will be enforced, but that you're going to have to have a mask on. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I, I think that's fair to say that there, that will be enforced in the stadium. Doesn't
0: seem to be the case at like LSU. <laughs>
1: well maybe it will now finally (laughs) uh maybe they'll learn their lesson but uh yeah we'll see how this goes you can still recover from this and have a college football season it's a bad start there's no doubt about that we're off to a bad start here yeah it's right it's still possible or this could just be an indication of what's going to happen at every team at some point And, uh, this was a terrible idea from the onset, which we all kind of suspected it might be. And, uh, it's time to give up on it until there's a vaccine. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fluctuating between hope and pessimism. So
1: total despair, uh, which is a theme that we'll get to in our Twitter questions (laughs) later today. Um, so the only other football news
0: that I, I think is maybe worth chatting about is a 2021 Prospect Andrell Anthony Jr., who plays out of East Lansing High School. He's a four-star wide receiver uh, who has announced his uh, top four, and uh, Michigan State was in that top four. Uh, Very exciting, though I I guess I would really kind of hope that a guy that close to home we'd be seriously
1: in the running for, right? Oh, yeah, I would think you'd be in the running. But I also, I wonder if, you know, you grew up in a college town. Maybe you don't want to go to school there. I think that happens, too, sometimes. Um, So we'll see. Uh, We haven't really been talking about this, but uh, there was some recruiting heat, and now it seems like maybe not so much recruiting heat uh, at the moment. Um, The... uh, the recruiting rankings for MSU don't look that spectacular right now. So maybe again, maybe we kind of recover from this or maybe it is just very difficult for this coaching staff to be making brand new relationships under these circumstances. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm inclined to think that is likely to be the case. It's gotta be very, very hard to recruit right now when you had very little or no, personal relationship with these recruits before they went into lockdown.
0: I mean, how engaging do you feel like zoom calls are during work hours?
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat every moment. (laughs) I hang on every word. There's definitely no lean back in my chair when the camera goes off. Um, (laughs) No lean back in the chair at all. Uh, But uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. It's good though. It it pays to be in the top 4. You want to be in that conversation for guys. Yeah, Even and if you don't end up getting them, just getting the heat off of that is good. Heat.
0: Yeah, and way. he uh, there are 5 crystal balls in on uh, Mr. Anthony and they are all for Michigan State. So, uh, that's a good look. I mean, we'll we'll see
1: if that means anything. Um, I believe those crystal balls have low degrees of certainty though. If you take a look at them, because it's I not just take a it. crystal ball anymore. It's also say. crystal ball and level of certainty. Things are getting more complex all the time.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, so a cottage industry of quote unquote journalists who follow high school kids and their, their college decisions mm-hmm. <laughs> have, have gut feelings about them. Great. Um, but you know what's what's interesting is that uh, this whole is we're talking about whether college football is going to happen or not. The same could be true of high school football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that will make the the remainder of of recruitment kind of interesting. In that you know some kids are going to not necessarily have the same season, and so you know coaches are having to make decisions with less recent film it'll just be i don't don't have any thoughts on systemically how it plays out but or systematically rather um just more that it'll be a a curious phenomenon on you know we're dealing with sort of phase one of covid and and in particular the the problems of recruiting during a lockdown Mm -hmm. but then as a recruit your problems start to tick up if you don't have this next season and schools are having a lot less to evaluate you on. And so it'll be, uh, I, I will be very curious for a guy who, who prides himself on recruiting, how, how MSU tackles that challenge if it presents itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's, uh, chat a little bit of basketball. Um, because, uh, the NBA draft has been announced for October 16th. And as we mentioned last week, August 3rd is the date for NCAA athletes to return if they've uh, declared themselves for the draft. Yep. But there was some additional news that came out.
1: Uh, what was that? From Wojinski.
0: What was that? Oh, I thought you, you it's the thing you texted me over the weekend. This is what <laughs> we texted about, about the NBA draft. Oh, OK,
1: all right. Tell me your thoughts then. Well, now we know that it's definitely gonna be August 3rd uh for the NCAA returnee date, although we that we could have already told you that because the draft is never gonna go that fast. Um, what isn't clear to me is how this relates to non-existing NCAA players. Like, could you, if you are uh Mr. Mane, how do how are we? How much flourish are we putting on it right now?
0: <laughs> yeah, How much French
1: Canadian uh flourish, uh Manet. Uh if he's not, you know, he's not a returning NCAA player, if he can continue on into uh August and maybe even September before deciding whether he's gonna remain in the draft or sign with the G League or or do whatever it is, um Or if he also has to make a decision by August 3rd, whether he'll get eligibility. I mean,
0: I would assume his timeline is at least related to when classes start.
1: That and around August 3rd, teams are going to know what their scholarship situations are. Right. For the most part. There's still going to be some jockeying, but. Cause he's kind of in
0: a, in a, between a rock and a hard place in that if MSU is the school that he does want to go to, which there's certainly no guarantee on that. But if Tillman comes back, if Langford's back and uh, Henry's back, I don't think there's a spot for him. Mm -mm. So there's that. There is that. Um, Yeah. So what else is going on in the world of uh, basketball Greckers?
1: Well, there was a very nice ESPY uh, video. I don't know if you got to see this, but Robin Roberts uh, wrote a letter, read aloud a letter to all high school and college senior athletes, sort of uplifting them. And as a device, she wrote it to Oregon's Sabrina Yansky, I think is her name, is how to pronounce it, and, and Cassius Winston. So there, it's a nice little highlight reel of Cash doing Cash things and. She's like addressing him directly, but really she's addressing seniors everywhere. It was it was nice. It was uh, heartfelt, and it, it tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. Is he going to make
0: me misty-eyed when I see it? It's
1: you, because you're a little softy guy. and yep. You uh, you've already shed a couple tears over Cassius For- and <laughs> company. I think it just might. So all right, all right. get you, get your tissues ready, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll hand you a handkerchief. Uh, that's our relationship, yeah, I'm the Please. handkerchief hander. you're the handkerchief neater, and yep. uh yeah, give it a watch. It's worth watching. You can skip the Tom Brady part though that's fine <laughs> I don't need this, but... uh, and you already teased this off the top, but Mr. Tom Mizo was the only person apparently to call amani Bates when the uh recruiting uh season opened so to speak when the the uh recruiting so 1201 rolls around
0: yeah and, and tom hops on the phone well so i'm confused by this because it, by all accounts Amani bates is close with the program mm-hmm. right so he's gone to games it, like is he paying face value for those tickets like has he never spoken with tom izzo before I, i'm i'm very confused by why it is that it was a big deal that Tom Izzo called a kid that he so clearly has talked to before.
1: It wasn't that Tom Izzo called him, it was that no one else called him. Oh, sure. Okay. It was but that I, Tom Izzo was the only coach that called him right at the moment. All as right, well soon so we as don't possible.
0: we don't have an answer then for like why these deadlines exist and what the significance is. But I am a little bit confused uh, by why Tom Izzo was the only one to call because like, is there a limit on the number of people you can call? No. So I, I, I get that the speculation is that he will either reclassify and go to MSU or go pro, but I don't understand why coach K didn't pick up the phone. Uh,
1: because you can only call one guy right at midnight and this says Um. who your top priority is right. If you can only make right. one call right when the clock strikes 12, Tom Izzo chose to spend his first call on Imani Bates. Going what do you think of that? For that fence? I think Tom Izzo has swung for a lot of five-star players and he's really only connected <laughs> on a small percentage of them. I'm afraid I, It's tough, man. I think there's probably a reason why most other college basketball coaches have evaluated that situation and decided it's worth spending some time on, but not going all in on. Sure. Right. Is that fair? And part of it is that he just does seem to be so close to the MSU program. So that probably scares off a lot of coaches. Like, even if they think 60% likelihood that he's going to go to the NBA, then of that remaining 40%, they probably think 50% likelihood that he's going to go to MSU. So you've got to like edge in on that remaining 20% and make it count. Like I can see why college coaches would think that time would be better spent elsewhere.
0: And I mean, but in terms of, all right, Izzo gets one call. What do you think of him swinging for the fence? Like, do you, do you think it would be foolish if he didn't make that call?
1: Absolutely. Like, okay. if you are this in on a guy who is program changing, you got, and can reclassify. He can reclassify. Um, You got to go to shot. You have to. Do, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, it, what, what's that conversation, Imani? I just went one year, man. Just one year. Please. Yeah. One year. I'll have, I'll have Steve and Izzo drive you around. It'll be good.
1: Steve, you'll be just your chauffeur. It'll be fantastic. He'll sit on... He'll. We'll get him a couple uh, dictionaries, boost him up so he can see over the wheel, and uh, he'll drive you all over the place. Steve, are you break. on the line right now? Steve, get off the line. So, it's... uh. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um but uh, it was noteworthy that he was the only one to call. And the family seemed to take notice of that. So,
0: yeah. Um, they, I believe the quote from his father was uh, something to the effect of if if he decides to go to MSU or if he decides to go to college, um, coaches have made it that much easier or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a paraphrase, but it was yeah. to that
1: effect. Absolutely.
0: You know, I I'm having a real hard time getting my hopes up completely but i it sounds like based upon the competition he's facing and the fact that guys are already kind of taking cheap shots at him now there's a degree to which it makes sense go play college for a year i mean unless you go overseas but you know you're at least close to home that way
1: i i have read the argument and i think there's something to be said about that that it's very possible to raise your profile in college athletics in a way that you can't abroad and the way that you won't be able to in the g league in all likelihood either. sure. like do you think that zion williamson walks into the nike deal that he got
0: no. as a rookie
1: if he didn't without, play a year at duke? right,
0: without the Dukes. i mean yeah, you have you have a legion of fans that mm-hmm. just do not exist for those other leagues.
1: There's just so much, the, the level of exposure that you would get playing for MSU instead of the Grand Rapids drive or whatever they're called is astronomical. Like, yeah,
0: and, and, and the eyes on you, if you, you know, if you make a run in the tournament, yeah, you know, that uh, the, the, the way that it will just build a, a collective sort of knowledge as to who you are, like with Zion. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is unparalleled.
1: And unless some other kid in your class really blows up, you're already the name. Like you're the guy when they, when the TV networks want to sell college basketball, right. you're going to be the guy that they are selling. So unless, you know, there's a Cassius Winston type character out there or the previous year's cream of the crop McDonald's all american one of them decides to return to school, and they get a lot of heat for that like you were gonna be the guy in college basketball in all likelihood certainly at the beginning of the year. a lot and of given, people are gonna want to call in or want to watch and see who this guy is that was you know the parade national player of the year or whatever he was as a sophomore never been done before or had only been done a couple times before whatever it was um so i I think. That's got to be worth more than a G-League contract, right? These G-League contracts that they're sending out? Absolutely. I mean, you're
0: going to get more, (laughs) and this is so messed up, but you're going to get more brand hype around you. Like, literal brand hype. Like, Nike will do things as a result of Imani being on the team. Maybe not Mm -hmm. for Imani, but like for Michigan State. You're going to get... probably. National television coverage that you would not get at either of those leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, you, <laughs> I mean, you're going to be the, the face on, on promo materials for, uh, you know, TV networks. And yeah. I say all of this. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, it is so messed up. These guys don't get paid.
1: So messed up. Well, uh, I'm, at the same time though, The fact that people are going to watch MSU instead of the Grand Rapids G League team tells me that the reason that they're watching is not for the better athletes or the better basketball because that's absolutely happening at Van Andel. People are tuning in to see Michigan State's basketball team play whomever. Duke, North Carolina, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio State. It's the brand on the front that Overwhelmingly supersedes the name on the back in most cases.
0: Yeah. No. Ab- absolutely. Um, and and my point is is sort of about guys like Zion potentially like Amani, um, sure, who who are a bit more transcendent um, and are absolutely used to drive publicity for the game at large. Sure. Um, but no, you're you're right. Like, I mean. It, <laughs> There's a handful of players uh, for MSU football that I can think of that would be able to pull in probably more money than they may, uh, you know, as as college kids with name, image, and likeness, than they would be able to with a pro career because there just may mm-hmm. not be a pro career. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is not on our outline, Kevin. But I do want to take a second because um, I don't know that we've ever talked about the origins of our podcast here and what the original idea was. Uh, particularly with the green wall segment in, in checking the media like that. There was just sort of, particularly the beginning of a football season, there's a lot of words written that they're not any more clued in than any of us are. And I think we need to pour one out or raise a glass in celebration for a big loss to the MSU community. Hondo Carpenter has moved on. He's, He's going to Las Vegas. He's no longer with us. So with that, Cheers, Kevin. Is this
1: real? Yeah.
0: Hondo's gone. He's going Wait. to
1: cover the Raiders. Is this real? Yes. <laughs> I oh, thought you knew no. this. No, I didn't know. You're probably like, what the hell is he talking about right now? I thought this was a, not a sponsor that you were walking me. Th- like, I thought that you were not a sponsoring me on this right now. <laughs> no. I just H- fell for my own game.
0: Hondo. Uh, uh, in lieu, in lieu of a, not a sponsor this week, we are pouring one out to Hondo. Um,
1: Life is just not going to be the same around here. It's going to be all too reasonable. It's not, n- it's going to be coherent. <laughs> I, it's going to be way less fun. Press conferences will be shorter.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Hondo Pure has moved on. questions. <laughs> um but with that, uh, Kevin, let's head off Grand River and uh, we'll talk about this. I'm fruits. actually,
1: I'm not done with this yet. Okay. No one else is going to put up with Hondo. How long until he Gruden, comes back here? Gruden is going to have to put up with Hondo. How long until he's back here? No one is going to read his drivel. No one cares about what he thinks about the Raiders. How long until it doesn't work out and he is back here? I, I
0: mean, give it
1: two seasons. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I, I
0: would put the two. I would put two as the over under. Okay. All right. Um,
1: Sorry. Take us take us off Grand River. Let's talk about Nojel Eastern and Kobe King.
0: Yeah. So, uh, for those who haven't heard, uh, <laughs> um, two intra league transfers are no longer. So Nojel <laughs> Eastern uh, had left uh, Purdue uh, to much scorn from Matt Painter. Uh, and was going to head to the University of Michigan and uh, unfortunately apparently his tr- his credits didn't transfer yeah uh, to the University of Michigan and so he had to withdraw his commitment his recruitment is back open and Kobe King who was at Wisconsin and left um, under some uh, mysterious circumstances but also it was timed with some allegations of racism within the program uh, said he was gonna head to Nebraska um and he apparently is withdrawing from that opportunity. Yeah. So both back on the
1: market. It's weird, dude. You don't see a whole lot of uh intra-conference transfer and then you see even less intra-conference transfer fall apart. So, we don't I don't think we know what happened exactly with Kobe King, but um No. You have to assume at this point is probably leaving the conference. So an all-conference defensive player that is a little limited on the offensive side of the board um, is going to be walking Here, out the door. Um, here's a
0: thought experiment for you. Yeah. Let's say we needed a point guard next year.
1: He's not really that much of a point guard, and he definitely... It would be very similar to the situation that was going to be happening in Michigan where Nojel Eastern was going to have to start running screens, and he just... That's not part of... The offense sure. that he was running. Like, I, I don't think he's coming to MSU.
0: Oh, I'm not suggesting he should. I'm not,
1: yeah. Not
0: arguing for that, but I'm just kind of curious if you put him up against, say, Foster Lawyer at
1: the point. Hmm. I'm, yeah. <laughs> that would be such a contrast in styles. Oh my God. Can you think of two more contrasting players than. Foster Lawyer and no Gel Eastern? Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm just wondering,
0: do you take the defense? Uh, that's sort of my question is, do you take the defense?
1: Uh, I think you would take the defense, especially when the defense is all Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Foster Lawyer has not yet become an all Big Ten scorer. So or, Yeah. yeah. Um, or even a Big Ten scorer. Or point. even meaningful
0: minutes in the Big Ten player. Yeah um not that it can't be done foss yes Hold we are on, we are
1: gucci belt buckle my man all right we're all
0: on team foster here genuinely this is not It'd be smirching the reputation of foster lawyer podcast Indeed. um but uh so yeah interesting sort of storylines to follow uh if if they land up somewhere in your land somewhere interesting we'll bring it up again
1: right. um
0: other off Grand River news is Alabama and OSU have agreed to a home and home in 2027 and 2028 with each team pledging that if they want to not play the game, they owe the other team 000, 000. Mm. 000, 000. Yes, that's that's
1: a million dollars. One million dollars. Yes, very dated Dr. reference. <laughs> that's a dated reference, boys and girls it, in a movie that uh, aged very well. Yeah, uh, I think this is good for the sport, right? Even Alabama's starting to do it. Like, Nick Saban protects that schedule, man. He doesn't want a lot of extra games on there that are going to potentially get in the way of his his pursuit of the college football playoff. So I I think this is good. I'm looking forward to these games. I
0: also think it's smart because let's say, I mean, look, OSU's almost certainly not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. So if you're Bama and you have a gauntlet of a schedule almost every year, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not like they haven't been robbed of opportunity because they dropped a game. Right. So why not give yourself a cushion? Because if you've got that OSUW on there, well, if you drop a game, like you can always go back and point to that. Yeah. So there is the
1: fact that it's, very, very unlikely that Nick Saban is going to be coaching in that game. Like fair point, it, fair point. point, <laughs> six or seven years from now. I mean, both of those teams could be one or two or I mean, maybe even three, depending on if there's a, a couple of bad coaching hires different from where we are right now. It's not impossible. So yeah,
0: when they asked Saban, I'm sure he's like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I'm not going to be here. Yeah, I have nothing to do with that game. I'm going to be <laughs> in my Georgia Lake house or wherever it is that he spends his time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, remember when Alabama was going to come up to Spartan Stadium and then that didn't happen? <laughs> I do. I do. That would have been Not nice. a fan. I would, um, I would have enjoyed those games, even though we would have gotten smoked in those games. Yeah. Uh, it as we been, know, because yeah, we ended well, up playing Alabama anyway
0: and uh we had one half of against alabama that was pretty solid
1: yeah. so
0: there was that um pretty good and then they broke the team in the second half <laughs> <laughs> well at least you know uh well we don't need to we don't need to trample on iowa anymore but i our bowl game experiences were the same yet very different as it relates to the first half um but Let's talk about the continuing conversation about racial equity and justice in the United States and how Mm -hmm. athletes are handling it because there has been, uh, I don't want to say exciting developments. I, I feel like that's sort of, um, a little bit too flip, but, uh, the university of Texas has, um, its student athletes have made a series of, uh, of, well thought out demands, uh, to their university, uh, to get it to commit to ongoing racial justice in the United States and to no longer promote, uh, racism and, uh, the racist past of the United States. And that has found its way, uh, and those demands have, um, have materialized in a few ways. Mm -hmm. So first, um, They have asked that the athletic department donate 0.5% of their annual earnings to the Black Lives Matter movement and black organizations. uh, Establishing, they also asked that it establish a permanent black athletic history exhibit in the Athletics Hall of Fame and rename parts of the football stadium after after Julius Whittier, the first black football letterman at the University of Texas, Austin. In addition uh, to the demands that are specific to the athletics department, athletes also want the University of Texas to rename campus buildings named after Texans who were proponents of segregation or held other racist views, remove a statue of prominent segregationist James Hogg, and discontinue the school song, The Eyes of Texas, uh, which has ties to minstrel shows and was created during segregation. There's also some thought that uh, it it was a, I would have to re-Google this, but that it was a a play on a, a... Similar song that was uh, very racist. I hmm. anyone who wants to Google it, Google the, the history of the eyes of Texas. It is not great. Um, the uh, The last call to action is uh, requiring a module in the history of racism at the University of Texas and increasing outreach F, F, outreach efforts to inner city schools in Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Um, the these are all. Uh, in my view very frankly reasonable requests. Yeah, some um, of these are
1: going to happen. I think yeah. the 5% of uh of the whole budget thing that's that's not going to happen. But point five, these, point 0.5 percent point 0.5. Oh, that might actually happen then. They might yeah. do that as a goodwill gesture. They might um, get some
0: money out of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh I think these are these are great. This is exactly the type of stuff that these student athletes should be doing and, and getting involved in, I think, yeah, it's fantastic,
0: yeah, um we I, look if if for a lot of white people right now uh, who maybe are coming to sort of a, a realization um, maybe not th- really thinking that racism was over in America, but maybe realizing how much more real it is in America. Um, these, uh, opportunities to advocate for additions to the athletics hall of fame and honoring, um, the first black football letterman are great ways of promoting history, um, black history in the United States. Um, and then, and then certainly, I, and this is going to segue into our next, uh, you know, news story as it relates to, um, racism in, in football, um, guys, people, let's stop putting segregationists and racist names on things. Yeah. Um, Let's quit giving them statues.
1: Well, let's not be bothered when we come to our senses and take those statues down. Like those things are not permanent features. Like, yeah, we, we can, it does say something about a culture by what it determines to make its art out of and what it determines to hold in high esteem and Mm -hmm. values can change. Values can change. It doesn't mean that you know we can, we have to remain static forever. So um, I'm glad to see that taking down Confederate statues is becoming more and more a theme. Because if if you recall, Junzi, I don't know if did you watch the uh, the TV docu series about that that thing. Uh, when the the north of the American states fought the south of the American states, there's that Ken Burns dude talked about it for like 15 hours, and it was <laughs> it was kind of dull, but it was also very interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: one side lost that. Do you remember <laughs> the one side lost that war? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot of people here tend to forget that one side lost that war. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. this doesn't bother me at all. I think these are fantastic and it's nope. happening at you at, uh, FSU as well. Right. Similar type things.
0: Yes. So, um, at Florida state, uh, the, the president of uh, the university, John Thrasher has asked the athletic director, David Coburn to review whether the school should remove dope Campbell's name from the football stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the FSU football team, or one of one player in particular, we should give a shout out to, uh, former Seminoles linebacker, Kendrick Scott started a petition asking, uh, for the name to come back come down over Campbell's pro segregation views while serving as university president. And I don't know how you can, I don't know how you can fall on the other side of this. Yeah. Um, it particularly in a sport that is is, is predominantly played at, at the D one level, or at least at, at the power five level. Um, I would, I would guess that at the D one level by black Americans, um, it is kind of bonkers that you would have a stadium named after someone who believed in segregation. Yeah. Um, so again, great advocacy and I am, I'm thrilled that Florida state is, is giving serious consideration to this change.
1: Agree, agree. So, um, it's fantastic. We're moving forward as yes.
0: society. Um, and not that this solves racism, but we do want to. Uh, as time goes on, we I I think we're both committed to not losing sight of this movement and mm-hmm. letting people know as it's playing out. And um, if you want to find that petition, again, it's Kendrick Scott started the petition. Maybe we'll, I'll see if I can find a link and we can tweet it out after the show. Um, but. Uh, let's sign on to not endorsing segregationists. So,
1: indeed, um, it's a it's a tough st- stance to take, but um, <laughs> I'm willing to do it. Uh, and we also should talk about things that are going on on the home front. So yes. this week, uh, Vice President for Research and Graduate Studies Stephen Shu was asked for his resignation from President Stanley, and this is as it relates uh, and. I think we want to spend more time understanding this. I haven't fully read his blog post defending himself. um, But uh, basically it relates to the graduate student union started a petition, got certain other members of the faculty involved uh, for um, questions surrounding some research that he's done in the past as it relates to genetic modification uh, of humans uh, to amplify intelligence and research in human genetics, including, and he claims that these were taken out of context uh, in his blog post that, again, we have not fully reviewed yet, um, related to the concept of uh, race as it as it relates and correlates with intelligence, uh, which, of course, is a frequently... Uh, Discussed topic in white nationalist circles and absolutely frequently refuted in science. And I think he actually says that in his blog post that he, whenever he talks about this, he, he spe- specifically says that it is frequently refuted in the science. So regardless, um, he was asked for his letter of recommendation or letter Re- of resignation, <laughs> not recommendation, <laughs> I don't think you want one of those from Stephen shoe right now. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and indeed he did decide to step down. He remains a member of the faculty at MSU. uh, Although I imagine that will be temporary. I I imagine he'll be leaving sometime soon. Um, So we're keeping an eye on this story and uh, we would have talked about it in greater detail. if, If either of us had had more time to sort of read up on it, but. But it's happening here on the home front as well. Yeah. Um so we're not going to pretend like
0: MSU doesn't have its own problems cuz it does, but uh obviously President Stanley took decisive action and uh it and I if I recall correctly, um he's been not that MSU hasn't had its share of of race related issues in his short tenure, but his actions have seemed to be pretty decisive on that front. Um
1: Yeah, he's had a few. Uh, There was the Wharton Center tree incident. There was the issue of the um, tissue paper that was perceived to be the noose in the dorm room. There was a sit-in of black students in his office, um, the the black union. Um, So race has been very present on campus over the last year that he's been president.
0: And uh, certainly, if if there's a voice that would disagree, I would be more than happy to hear it. But it, it seems to be that he's been decisive and receptive and listening. And so um, if, if my impression of that is true, I hope he continues because we need leadership on this. So um, with that, let's hear from our second real sponsor. Um, of course, those who've listened to the pod know that uh, Brandon Sands is a dear friend of ours who is a mortgage loan originator who has closed over 10,000 loans and is working with one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country that has guaranteed rate. Brandon has uh, sets himself apart because he has a truly consultative approach. He'll sit down with you, discuss your long-term, short-term goals, discuss your credit, discuss your income, discuss, I don't know, how many dogs you want to have, uh, and, and figure out the right mortgage product for you. The reason that Brandon wants to reach out to you through us is because mortgage rates have never been lower, literally never been lower. So if you're in the market to buy a home, or perhaps if you're paying 4% or higher on your current mortgage, you might want to look into refinancing. So if you want to reach out to Brandon, you can find him at rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's r-a-t-e.com com backslash B-R-A-N-D-E-N-S-A-N-Z rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. It's graphic. Brandon with an E, Sans with a Z, baby. Yeah, that's what I should do. That's that I'm you should have been reading this ad copy a while ago.
1: Yeah, I should have been reading this ad I know that you do the you do the whole thing, you're the, you're the, you're the voice of the of the program, but uh yeah. <laughs> you're a co-host. I came up with I came up with the jingle a couple of weeks ago. I came up with Brandon with an E, Sans with a Z, you know. So probably I should have been just doing this the whole time. But you you'd read so well and you've got that. You have got that voice of I don't even have to put a compression layer on it. It's just there, automatically. You get All right. That, <laughs> you got that. Sue. You got that croon. Really in the voice. So. Continue. I'm over you. All Say right. something to me. Talk to me, baby. Let's
0: let's talk about Twitter questions. It's the mm. highlight of the show. All
1: right. Let's do it.
0: Let's go. And we're going to start off with a first-time questioner, who. I think we had an autocorrect issue with the question, but oh, who, Lynn Fish, Lynn. welcome to the show. Yeah. thrilled to have you. Pop Who, Lynn, I apologize. We're going to read your question as it was written. What's the over-under for Dan's at football or even a football season?
1: Oh, Dan's at football. Yes, <laughs> of course. The over-under for Dan's at football. Uh, the over-under. <laughs> I said the over-under for Dan's at football at... What? Th-
0: four Dan's. Well, so wait, hold on. Let's do the math on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spartan Stadium holds, what, 75,000?
1: Uh, I think it can flex up to 78, something okay. like that.
0: we'll say 75. But How many
1: of those people are Dan's?
0: So we're going to have 25% admission. Yep. Right, so that brings us down to, what's a quarter of 75? Go uh, ahead. Uh,
1: 20, I'm not bailing 20? you out on this one. Do the 20, math. 20,000?
0: 20,000.
1: Yeah, it's in the neighborhood, 20,000.
0: All right, Just so we... We got 20,000 people there.
1: Uh-huh.
0: How many of them at a at a given game are a Dan?
1: I'm going to say what percentage of the male population could be Dan possibly like a fifth of a percent. Right. So I'm going to say I'm going to give it a hundred Dan's.
0: I like this. I like this. So uh, you get seven home games. Let's say the season gets cut off by the fourth home game. So yeah, but you're going to,
1: you're going to have b- duplicate <laughs> dance, you know, frequently the same <laughs> Dans are going to show
0: up. Uh, but I think Lynn's question might've actually been
1: uh, uh, how many games or even is there going to be a football season at all? Sorry, Lynn, you only get one question. We answered it. Dan's at a football season. Um, <laughs> Lynn, you get as many questions as you'd like. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I, let's say there's going to be a football season. Sure. Right, all I'm right. feeling good right now. This instant, right now, I'm feeling good in spite of all of those things that we said earlier. Yeah. So next up, from how are we pronouncing this? Eland Bloom. Eland Bloom. I I read it as E L Ind de Bloom. Um, asks, do you think there will be blowback if college sports moves forward and kids get sick or, God forbid, die? Especially since they raise so much money for the university system without being paid. Well, that's the rub, isn't it? Um, I mean, we're already dealing with CTE, right? Don't we all just sort of look the other way on what we know right now about CTE for this? Yeah. So it's sort of a similar thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Is it not? We've decided to let these young people take an a, a, what is hopefully an educated risk. Um. And we we do it to support n- schools that we feel are special to us. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how, that's the whole system and
0: how it breaks down. Um, but, I, you know, I think the question is at least, I, I think there's something more acute about this, right? Because, um, I mean, CTE had decades of buildup uh, and then discovered and then it was like, all right, well, you, you found out about it and you kept playing Um, I feel like college kids maybe feel like they have less of a choice right now,
1: uh, despite
0: whatever pledge Ohio State is making their players sign. Um, So I I don't know. It's a pledge. (laughs) I tend to agree. Uh, I I do think uh, or I guess not agree, but uh, I guess it's sort of couched in the question. But, yeah, I think there would be some pretty serious blowback. But some college students have already died. Um, at least one baseball player has, I don't think it was related to campus activities, but, uh, would not be surprised if you see, if you, um, sadly, um, if you see deaths and we're going to all really have to come to grips with that. Cause mm-hmm. I know we're over here having a whole podcast about these sports and really want to see them, but I would, I would feel not great. Not great. If it happened. Absolutely. Next up, John Hubbard uh uh why won't you talk about q are you afraid of the truth uh john is of course referring to QAnon, which we said do not google do
1: not google but if you do decide to google listen to our partner podcast can't read can't write because our brains are dumb and we think that q is real um <laughs> is it it's a A much longer title, but it's more fitting, actually, in certain ways. And we record Michigan State content on Monday night and we record Q content on Wednesday where we go and we break down all of the president's tweets and figure out what he's really trying to tell us about the deep state.
0: Yeah. Um, When there's four periods in between tweets, it's a signal mm -hmm. to look at the fourth word in every tweet
1: from his last four tweets. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next up from John Hubbard, if you could be a bird in Mel Tucker's backyard that he checks off with this birding list with his sweet new binox, what kind of bird would you be? Uh, and I've learned from listening to Mel Tucker that when the bird is being examined through the binoculars, it is known as the subject. Mm. So Jonesy, w- if you could be the subject, what kind of bird would you be? Um, Man, uh I think I want to go
0: toucan. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. How about you?
1: What's the lankiest gangliest bird? Ostrich. Type? Ostrich. I would just be an ostrich in in Mel Tucker's backyard. I don't think you need the binoculars for the ostrich, but uh they might come in handy, who knows. Next up from John Hubbard. If you were putting together a can't read, can't write Ocean's Eleven style crew to break into the football complex at Pitt and steal back Pat Narduzzi's defensive playbook, who would fit what role? People so are just I, out here just trying to, to generate segments. segments uh, this happened. So I do
0: think there was some, some confusion based on some, some responses to this question as to whether we were picking people – who are personalities on our show because they show up via Twitter questions. Um, but I assume my instinct with this was that it was just MSU people, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we want MSU athletes, well-known MSU athletes and who, so,
0: fill what roles. I mean, do we just prize athleticism above all else?
1: No, not always. Sometimes we prize size. And that's why when we need someone to climb into a box that we ship into foster lawyer. Pit. Yeah. Foster lawyer gets in the box or, or Steven uh, is out
0: or Matt. Uh, uh, what's his, uh, the kicker,
1: uh, Coughlin. Oh, Matt Coughlin. He might, I mean, he would be good if like we needed, uh, someone to pretend to be a 13 year old boy hurt on the pavement <laughs> outside. I'm sorry <laughs> to pack, pack, girlfriend who follows us on Twitter. and may, may not listen to the, to the podcast. Doubtful. Your boyfriend's great. <laughs> um, that's what immediately comes to mind. Um, who's the ringleader for all of this? Who's the Clooney character? Um,
0: ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, does it have to be sort of current or recent? Like, it graduated within the last year.
1: It was. I mean, it was obviously going to be Drew Stanton. I was oh. teeing you up for perfect Drew Stanton opportunity and. With,
0: i mean <laughs> i think matt trannon is for sure on this crew
1: oh he plays sure. two
0: sports um he can do it all did you know he plays two sports man. uh i well i mean i don't know i figured uh i figured miles is probably there mm-hmm. you know maybe a little jjj mm-hmm. if you gotta
1: if you gotta reach something tall yeah dude and if you need to distract everyone you know you need a celebrity to walk in there you know JJJ's got some heat right now um so uh, Paul Davis a lot was of on The options. Bachelor uh Paul Davis was not on The Bachelor he was on Millionaire Matchmaker oh, whatever <laughs> wow wow I was able to just pull that out there uh so there you go John next up from CTNTC what w- what's your best advice for someone having trouble filling a stadium uh, not- I mean not familiar bundle with your problem. tickets, bundle your tickets with, uh, with a Coke promotion, right? That's Sell beer. Way. Um, yeah, I, I think the Coke promotion is the way to go. If you want to <laughs> make sure you don't dip below certain thresholds. <laughs> uh, Offer a 50, 50 raffle. Uh, yeah.
0: if your team scores more than 80, uh, you get a free taco from Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk. Go, uh, next up from CTNC. Oh, perfect. What's the best food that your father makes?
0: Ooh. Uh, I got to go with, um, oh God, this is, this is tough.
1: Um, but while you uh, think about that, the answer yeah. for me is chocolate chip cookies. Dad's got a pretty mean chocolate chip cookie. No way. Uh, yeah. That he's, he's iterated on and he's got it down. So when you go over there, you get yourself some chocolate chip cookies on your way out the door. But if you ever have a Mickey Greg chocolate chip cookie, don't have a second. Your body can't handle it. They're good. (laughs) I don't care if you're hungry. You eat just one. Otherwise, you will not be well afterwards. (laughs) What Um, about you? What's Cliff up to?
0: He makes a really good smoked pork butt. Like... It, you know, it just turns into pulled pork mm-hmm. afterwards or you can do sort of some carnitas, you know, barbecued sort of style carnitas tacos. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I can so buy that. So good. He smokes it for like 14 hours. It is perfect. Yeah. Um, favorite basketball halftime show from CTNTC and you cannot pick Red Panda.
1: Uh man, there have been some spectacular basketball halftime shows over the years. Um, I, uh, I am having a hard time coming up with one just like off the cusp. Um, uh, I kind of don't like the running and the jumping off the trampolines. Every time one of those comes up, I'm just like, Oh God, another one of these, they're going to do all the same running and the jumping. Um,
0: I, I mean, is, is gritty there. I know he's the Flyers mascot, but if Gritty is anywhere, I pick that halftime show. Um, what?
1: Help me understand what you just said.
0: <laughs> Gritty is the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, oh. and he, sh- he shows up random places. So if he was at a halftime show, I'm interested.
1: There you go. There. So there's your answer. Um, I'm going to go with one where there's some kind of audience participation or something like that. Those are always more fun um, than just like running and jumping around. Uh, next up from CTNTC, what's your favorite uh, individual sport to play? Individual can mean one-on-one or things like time judge events.
0: Um, is beer pong an option?
1: Uh,
0: that's a team game. Michael. Jones. Well, I mean, um, <sighs> I'm not any good at it, but I enjoy playing golf.
1: That was what immediately came to mind to me um, just because I, there are so few individual sports, especially when you don't respect bowling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take bowling in college? No, I did not. I took no one credit garbage classes. Oh, I will take it back. Much. Racquetball. Racquetball is my favorite individual sport to play. Okay, there it is. All right, then I'll one-up you and I'll go squash is mine. Cool. Um, <laughs> I very much prices rated you, where I just did one <laughs> one cent more than you. Uh, next <laughs> up you from Raymond man. Chains. Uh, so we're moving on to Raymond Watching old MSU football games on YouTube has convinced me that MSU lost its mojo only in part to losing so many players to the sexual assault case. Offensive line coaching special teams and play calling got sloppy while the rest of the league improved. Do you agree? Well, I am inclined to agree, especially when you point out that four players were kicked off the team for the two sexual assault cases. uh, And four players does not a team make. Uh, I think the total and complete collapse of the 2016 class for various reasons, including the sexual assault cases would be one reason why MSU lost its way. Um, But I think we all also agree that the offense clearly just didn't ever click. And when Mark D'Antonio decided he was just going to rearrange the coaching staff rather than actually address the problem and make changes, that was not the right solution to the problem. No. Um,
0: and it's, and it's easy to think like, you know, it may, maybe things are a little bit different if, if those players stay. And certainly I, am glad they didn't stay, but the, um, I guess the, the what if there is, does, does that recruiting success compound in any way? And I don't know that it does, but, Raymond's points aren't wrong either. Mm -hmm. You're right. Four players don't make a class, um, but four players having success in 2017, 2018, you know, you start building from there. Um, but it, it it doesn't address the underlying things that Raymond's pointing to, though. I would say, I mean, I, I know there were great trick plays and usually the punting was fine and the, the, um, the field goal unit was fine historically, but do you ever feel like D'Antonio's special teams were ever that special?
1: No, that was a very frequent criticism. There was always that, that idea out there that the, that his wife is friends with what, what's his name, who was the special team coordinator's wife. Um, Like there was always that they would, Fans would point at that as like, oh, this is the reason he can't fire his friends type of type sure. of thing. Um, uh, there were there were problems. MSU football was a little stale, particularly on offense, and things did not appear to be happening to correct that.
0: Yeah. Um, next up from Raymond is: Has Governor Whitmer ever called you to ask if you think she's pretty?
1: The Gov knows how I feel about her the governor.
0: But I respect her first for her accomplishments. <laughs> and that's important. So right no. Answer. She has not called me. If she <laughs> wants to call me, I'd gladly celebrate her COVID response though. Um <laughs> next up from Raymond is should we all just sleep for a few weeks until we can get some real news.
1: This is there's about to be a theme of on we Uh, across some of these (laughs) (laughs) Twitter questions. And this is the first glimpse of it. Um, You know, stay with us, Raymond. It's a nice day. Just because you can't go out to the bar doesn't mean that you can enjoy, you can't enjoy these, uh, things are heating up in Michigan, maybe a little bit too much. I'd like things to be in the high 70s, low 80s. Thank you very much. But uh, (laughs) the weather's nice. Crack a beer, spend some time on the lawn or on the balcony or whatever's available to you and uh, try to enjoy it um, while you can.
0: Or, you know, uh, maybe on the front porch. Wave at strangers as they go by. It'll
1: be real yeah. weird, but, you there's know, a, do it. There's a little bit more camaraderie. There's a little bit more, like, acknowledgement of neighbors now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very good. Uh, and finally, Raymond continues our our sitcom. Our, no, our he Nintendo insisted it is, is not a sitcom. Oh, pardon me. I missed that on Twitter. Uh, this week on the D'Antonio Cam, a newly spiritually awakened Dave Warner invites Coach D on a road trip to New Mexico, or an unscrupulous music producer tries to convince Ch- Coach D to self-produce a spoken word album. This isn't a sitcom. <laughs>
0: uh, I feel like um, we could do that spoken world out word album with the uh, the audio board that Scotty. Yes. Was um,
1: devotees will recall the can't read, can't write audio board that we tweeted out at one point. Maybe we should dig that back up again. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm uh, going Dave Warner here. Yeah. I think this is ripe for comedy, especially when one considers that you've got a road trip to New Mexico. I, this has got to be a cult, right? They find a cult at the end of this. And like Dave's the idea really, they just go to Albuquerque. <laughs> like, just to go to church in the ABQ. <laughs> <laughs> and and mark's like i i don't know about all this dave why do we come all the way out this way <laughs> and dave's like you got to get into it mark and then you really and that's that's a commercial break right there yep uh um, that's good enough To not just be in some network comedies but to be in the trailer for the episode of some network comedy you know
0: nbc would hear that
1: Oh, for sure. Did you, did you see that 30 rock is coming back? No, wait, really for one, for one night, one night only, they're coming back to pitch the new NBC lineup. I'm hoping they're doing it in the way that 30 rock treated Should. fake NBC shows over the years. Um, but to just do that to NBC's real lineup,
0: that would give me a lineup. lot of joy, a lot yes. of joy. Absolutely. Um, Next up is a first-time questioner. Happy to have you. Misfit Fitness. What is the proper way to store tomatoes? Now, Kevin, I have some thoughts on this, but I'm curious what yours are.
1: Uh, a, a can?
0: Well, so let's say you go to the the old grocery store, right? Sure, yeah. And uh, you pick up maybe some, some cherry tomatoes or yeah. you know, maybe some tomatoes on the vine. Sure. You get home. What do you do with them?
1: I think most people put them in the refrigerator, but you're probably about to tell me not to do that. That is incorrect. I learned this lesson fairly recently. Look on the package
0: for uh, you know the, the cherry tomatoes. Don't put them in the refrigerator. the oh, wow. good rule of thumb is what does the grocery store do with them? Mm. Do the same thing. Do they have them in the little shelf that's refrigerated? No? Then you probably shouldn't refrigerate them. Just saying. Anyway, uh, no, because they get all shrivelly and wrinkly when you put them in the the refrigerator. And uh, but I would agree that if you are looking to store them for a longer period, can them absolutely. Here we go. On a related note, MSU go MSU butt boy sixty nine <sighs> is back again and
1: asks, "Are you snacking?" This sounds like a pickup line. Like,
0: what? Well, it, it's a yeah. uh, it's a reference to a TikTok video.
1: Oh.
0: That is weird. Um, I'm, not,
1: I'm not currently snacking. It's just, it sounds like, hey, hey, you snacking over there? You want to be?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next up is Anthony Garvert.
1: Taking a vacation.
0: Yep. Well know. Yep.
1: Appreciate that. Uh, um, going to the up. He said. So you've got plenty of time to listen to this episode in the car, my man. Uh, Drive safe. Uh, To which Jer added, this is like Greg talking about sporting events that he's attended that Jonesy didn't. Um, And uh, that's fine. I'll take that criticism. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm not going to stop flexing uh, on the number of sporting events that I get to go to. Next up, ASAP Hockey asks, what is love, Michael Jones? Baby, don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! No more. I mean, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, that's fine.
0: I feel like I feel like some of these questions are beginning to be a re- representation of how little news there is.
1: <laughs> All next right. Up next
0: <laughs> up is Ryan Sheedy, who's asking you to rank the top three Dairy Queen Blizzard flavors.
1: Okay, I just brought this up uh and for some reason on the i don't do you know why this is for some reason on the dairy queen website all of the blizzards are upside down they look like they're about to fall out of their cups what what, what? oh it's, it's the drum stickification of the sometimes brands think that you're like really into their brand and they're going to (laughs) like make a subtle joke and then you're going to get it. And it just doesn't make any sense at all. I think if you're evaluating the dairy queen, blizzard flavors for the most part, you're just evaluating what candy do I want in my ice cream? Right? Right. Yes. Is it as simple as that?
0: Yeah. I mean, a better question would be name the top three things to get mixed into your
1: cold stone, but that wasn't the question.
0: Mm-hmm. Name your candy
1: I'm going to go with, I, I like a chocolate chip cookie dough. I like a chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. I like a little brownie extreme. And we're going to go with, if there's Reese's Pieces, still we're going to do that. Th- those are going to be my three. What about you? Yep.
0: um Is there a Butterfinger or a
1: Heath there that you can see? There is a both. You're going to have to choose between those two.
0: Do I have to? I get to rank my top three.
1: That's true. You there goes two.
0: Uh, no, two. I will take. I will take the uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. I will take the Reese's and.
1: Um, ooh. I'm gonna go Heath. Okay, there you go. Right. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> Next up, sort of like Tom in honor of Father's Day. What is the most stereotypical dad thing you've ever done? And then she reminds us that I, even though I didn't have no. Ch- no spawn as she says here. Uh, I am not exempt from this question. So what's the most stereotypical dad thing you've ever done?
0: I mean, the extent to which I love my Costco membership is, is very dad ish of me. Um,
1: yeah. When I finish mowing the lawn, I just rest my hands on my hips and I just look at it for a moment. (laughs) I don't enjoy mowing the lawn. I don't like look forward to it, but when it's done, I'm just like, oh God, look at it. And you look don't at the water glory it out of my domain. Nah, dude. No. No. I don't water it. Like I'm not doing extra work. I'm putting extra money in the lawn. Forget that noise. Uh, next up from Sawyer Like Tom. What is your success rate with the helmet shuffle? Do you Wait, is remember? this like the shell game? Oh my God. Johnson. Oh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. At, at, no, sometimes no, at, you at, say things that just undermine us as a podcast. No, I know so what you're talking far, about. And this is one of them.
0: I know what you're talking about. Um I uh I was pretty good at that game. I'm gonna go there, above 90%.
1: There used to be a cheat. When we were students, there was a cheat. If wherever it started. It always ended like one to the left of where it started or something like that. I don't remember what it was in my case. I don't participate in the helmet shuffle uh, or the hockey puck shuffle or whatever it is. Is that because where you uh,
0: watch the game from now doesn't have a great view of it.
1: I try to psych my wife out as she gets really into the helmet shuffle. So that's sort of like our little thing. And it is not, It doesn't sound that cute. It sounds like I'm a jerk, but I assure you that when I do it, it is cute and I'm not a jerk. Um, (laughs) Next up from sort of like Tom, tell us your favorite dad joke.
0: Um, Do you have one off the top here?
1: I mean, the best dad jokes are like off the top of your head. They happen in the moment. Like they're not like a sit down and listen to this dad joke. Uh, I will say I love Um, when Norm Macdonald gets into the oldie time comedy, uh, I love that stuff. And maybe you could call those dad jokes.
0: Um, I don't, I don't really have one. I, 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 I even Googled some and they just seem like a iteration of a knock knock joke. Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Cause then it would be a foot.
1: Alright, moving on. What is the most tone-deaf response from either a company or organization regarding the BLM protests that you've seen? And then she adds, I still can't get over how the Washington football team tweeted about it. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah, that one was fair.
0: pretty rich. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll I'll stick with, with that. Uh, I can think of some other ones, but... Um, that one was, is pretty good. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you some other ones offline, Greg.
1: Okay. There we go. Uh, next up from Jer Bear. How many times have you gone in and out of depression and quarantine? Uh, I mean, daily. I mean, that's the, that's the human condition right now, Jer. I know it's tough right now. Um, yeah. We've, we've addressed this on the podcast and Jerry, I appreciate you bringing it up here as well. I mean, there, there are good days and there are bad days. And, uh, I mean, there's just so much to be discouraged about if you go and you just sort of evaluate how things are trending and, and looking countrywide. Um, yeah, not, not an easy time. No one is going to look back on this and think, what a blast. Nope. Uh,
0: Nope, not at all. But uh, it is maybe a good reminder, and this isn't applicable to Jer, obviously, uh, because he knows to to reach out to us whenever. But if anyone needs to chat, um, DMs are open on Twitter, Spartan underscore pod. Just say hey. One of us will say hey back and uh, Mm -hmm. chit-chat. So... um, because it is a depressing time. <laughs> uh, next from Jer is uh, the Wire characters as Big Ten basketball and football coaches, <laughs> and is Bodie the best character development of a non-main character in any media? Um, I feel like people are really pitching some segments here, buddy.
1: Yeah, they want they want that segment heat. Uh, I will say uh, the character progression, just because we've already talked about Thirty Rock of of uh, Dennis Duffy I think would, would give Bodie a run for his money. I mean, just where Dennis Duffy starts and then becomes, you know, the Beaver King of New York and then the sidewalk <laughs> hero. And then of course his, you know, he ends the series in a, you know, the new normal of families in America, you know, he ad- adopts a son, um, I mean, that, that is one of the, the finer, uh, character arcs that I can think of in, in TV history. Um, but Bodie also good. What about you?
0: Um, I would throw on, and maybe because it's Aziz, people would, uh, consider him a main character, but, um, Tom from Parks and Rec, uh, has a pretty meaningful progression through that show. um, Actually, one of the more meaningful progressions, I think, of any character on that show. And I don't know that I would call I would say he's a supporting character and not a
1: main character. But
0: someone might disagree with me.
1: I forgot to add that Dennis Duffy also gets caught up in NBC's To Catch a Predator. Um, <laughs> yes, he does. He was, he was certain that that chick was was 22 or something, or in college. I don't remember what the line is. I'm not doing it justice, but whatever. Uh, moving on from Jer. Uh, related. Have we ever held anyone accountable for the killing? Uh, whoa. Uh, related. Have we ever really held anyone accountable for killing kids with workouts and ungodly heat and asking players to be obese to play only one sport slash position? Because... Okay, we fired Durkin, I guess, but beyond that, I don't think we'd really care collectively, to be honest.
0: Uh, this is a darker version of kind of what we were talking about earlier with COVID. Um, I mean, this this is sort of the problem with college athletics, right? Is that we care more and about high school athletics.
1: I think most of the student athletes that die due to dehydration in workouts are actually high school kids. I mean, not just because they're way more high school football players than college football players, but I think like disproportionately so high school kids are more likely to, to die under those circumstances. I will say that societally, we no longer accept that as like something that can happen occasionally. Um, right. Yeah, obviously a preventable death. And when I was younger, much younger, we had a, a student at our high school um, die during a football conditioning um, situation. And at the time, I think we just thought of it as a freak accident. But now I think societally, we all accept that that is. not Not just a free accident and needs to be prevented and um you can't with water and needs to be monitored and coaching staffs are trained for to to see heat related um issues in their players and it's probably still a long way from where it needs to go but i think societally we moved really far on that issue in particular um with regard to certain student athletes being encouraged to be giant humans, like way larger than anyone should really be. I don't think we're quite there yet. What about you?
0: No. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I just don't know enough about the sports science of it because, you know, um, my understanding is for instance, uh, sumo wrestlers are in great shape but um also required to be obese um Mm -hmm. to play one sport so um you know uh, wrestling generally speaking has a whole weird weight culture behind it uh that isn't necessarily obese but encourages some really drastic behavior as it relates to weight um and, and I, I'm sure that people who are interested in wrestling would come back at me on that. And that's fine. Like, I, I, I don't have enough of an understanding of your sport, but I would hope that someone would meet me halfway there and say, yeah, but there's some weird behavior that if someone who didn't play that sport exuded, uh, a, a psychologist would not be okay with that. Um, mm-hmm. So weight in sports is bizarre um and uh i don't know what to say about it other than that um i don't think we're gonna hold anyone accountable for it because it's the nature of of the sport in some ways right
1: yeah so good yeah. question unsolvable Still a lot of a lot of a lot to go um so next up upper deck jerk guy you want a lighting around this thing sure we've got several uh upper deck jerk guy, appreciate you uh first up i haven't been on the Twitters much this past week what did i miss um that's a good question uh honestly i was
0: not on the twitter as much this past week either uh and i don't know that you were either greg um i was checking out on the Twitter's. yeah i mean I, you know been some but hijinks but uh um, it's all
1: right catch up this week
0: yeah uh you know nascar uh had some things happen uh that was exciting i guess um, the, you, we filled you in on the COVID news. Uh, Mel Tucker had an Instagram live again. And, um, I think that's on Twitter.
1: Uh, hung with Irvin. Had a little Irvin hang. Ooh, uh, next. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they hung out in his backyard. Uh, next up from the upper Deck jerk guy. What movie do you really like The people knew about? They might receive, you might receive ridicule. Ooh.
0: Ooh. This is a good question. You got an answer to it.
1: Uh, Strange Brew, the 1984 Canadian film is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I don't care what anyone says about it. What about you?
0: Um, I, I don't, it, I'll give to, uh, enemy, this enemy, the state, the Will Smith movie. Um, I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. and behind enemy lines, the oh, Owen Wilson gosh. action flick. <laughs> Oh my god! At
1: first I was like, I, you're wasting everyone's time with this. And then you came in with a a real one. So I appreciate you. (laughs) Well, Uh, I mean,
0: the the first one's a Jerry Bruckheimer film. So there's only a certain level of respect that you can give to it. Um, but anyway, uh, next question is, is Greco, Greco, Greco. Yeah. Greco related to Richard Greco.
1: Uh, yeah, that's my uncle. Uh, (laughs) next up from upper deck jerk guy. What is the best logo in all of sports? Obviously, it's obviously it's Sparty. Spartan Helm. Spartan yeah. Helm, baby. I do think that that is easily the best logo in the Big Ten. Definitely one of the best in college sports. Overall, I think the Old English D is probably a little bit better than the Spartan. Um, and that's just our regional area. Is there a, na- a nationwide logo that you're just like, ooh, that's, that's sharp. That's a good look.
0: I mean my answers all are all biased. So I don't have a great, great answer to this one.
1: Okay. Next up from the upper deck jerk guy. What do you believe that could be considered by some to be a conspiracy theory?
0: Uh, uh, JFK was not killed by Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald.
1: Okay. Bush nine 11. Uh, if you could get a walk on part, if you could get a walk part in any franchise, what which would it be?
0: Ooh, like, uh, so a franchise movie. Um, yeah, probably. Ooh, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I don't know. You got, do you have one of this?
1: Yeah, Marvel films, man. You can keep coming back for another 15 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, just one of the X-Men films because I don't think they'll stop making those.
1: All right. Uh, have you ever made a child not related to you cry? I'm sure. I oh, can't think yeah. of the time, but I'm sure. Like as a child, I bet I did a lot because kids kids are mean, man. Um, who do you think is the greatest boxer of all time? Ask the
0: I do not know enough about boxing, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Muhammad Ali because that's what I've been told. Yeah, uh, that's the easy answer.
1: Um, Last Joe, question. Lewis. Joe Lewis, right?
0: Would you ever sleep on the 13th floor of a hotel?
1: I exclusively sleep on the 13th floor of hotels. I say bring it on, Lady Luck. Come get me. I'm on the 13th floor.
0: What about you? Yeah, I have no problem with it. I'm good. Um, Next up is B-List, who first asks, Kim Jong-un invites you (laughs) to ride along in his armored train. For your distinguished journey, you get to select a plus one and one carry-on item. Who do you bring and what is that item?
1: Uh, I bring my podcasting partner, Michael Jones, in a microphone so that we can chronicle the whole experience and we can continue to record Can't Read, Can't Writes together on Kim Jong-un's armored train.
0: It, did you just uh, do the whole plot of um, what was that movie? The Interview. Yes.
1: <laughs> the Interview is what you're referring to here. Uh, yes. Which is itself, it's an okay film. It, I, I actually, I laughed a few times. Uh, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best of all time, but it was fine. It was and finally, from Brandon List, not just for himself, but for all Twitter questioners, if you were required by law to get a tattoo of a Britney Spears album cover, what album would you pick and where would you put the tattoo?
0: Uh, hold on, confirming. All right. Obviously, it's toxic and I think mid-back. Oh,
1: Oh, I was gonna say toxic face tattoo. I mean, it's <laughs> gotta be toxic, right?
0: It has to be toxic.
1: Has to uh, be toxic. Uh yeah. So once can't read, can't write, you know, hits a million listeners, Jonesy and I will go get our complimentary uh Britney Spears toxic album covers, face and lower back tattoos, and uh it'll be fantastic. Keep an eye yep. out
0: for that on yep. Twitter. Uh <laughs> All right. With that, it's been another great episode. I want to appreciate and say thank you to you all for listening. And uh, Greg, as always, go green, buddy.
1: Go away, Jonesy.